Good morning to everybody far and wide. It's Tuesday. It's sunny. The weather's nice. It's warming up. It was 90 degrees, one of my customers said in the Midwest yesterday, although windy. So that's what you get in the Midwest. You don't get the weather that we get here on the East Coast. Uh, Scranton is close enough to the ocean that you get milder weather than you get in Pittsburgh because the ocean is still cold this time of year. So it doesn't heat up that quickly. And the ocean is still warm uh, late in the year, so you don't freeze right away like you do in Chicago. So, and I've lived in all those places. So, I mean, it kind of shows you that, um, you know, the weather throughout Pennsylvania can be much different, even in State College than Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, um, because of the mountains and stuff like that. Uh, you go up to Clearfield, it's always cold. Not many people live in Clearfield or Dubois, for that matter, or any of those places. Clarion's nice, but once you get between Clarion and, like, um, Bloomsburg, it's pretty sparse, let me tell you. There's some scary-ass people that live in those areas. It's like um, it's like the wacko from Waco, you know? Uh, there's a lot of very strange, like, militias and stuff like that going on. Like, January 6th people live in those areas. Um, so... I don't know, man. I love Pennsylvania, though. I think it's the nicest state in the country, um, even though you have places like San Francisco and Chicago and other cities that are very nice. Um, I have to say that Pennsylvania is my favorite city, and I've driven on almost every road in Pennsylvania because when I went to Slippery Rock and lived in the Philadelphia suburbs, I used to take the back roads because I didn't feel like paying the um, – at the time, it was like 7 bucks. Now it's like 20 um, to ride the turnpike. Plus the turnpike's really boring. So I would take route 22, route 422, you know, all these other wacky routes like 219 and whatnot, um, to get to Slippery Rock. And, uh, I enjoyed it. It actually went quicker. I mean, if you smoke a little weed, uh, which I did in those days, just a little bit, you don't want it to impair your driving. Um, your, your driving goes by a lot faster. So anyway, Welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. Really, really rough day yesterday. It had nothing to do with the Pirates because uh, they had a fantastic victory against the Dodgers that we'll get to here in a bit. But uh, I had a, a sales deal for financing, the equipment leasing that I do. And I came out of retirement to work with my existing customers um, because I could use the money. I got two kids in college. Um, Charlie's at IUP and Audrey's going to go to Westchester. So... Um, I got this deal and I was really excited about it on Friday and, uh, the, the vendor or the company I was going to pay said, I'm sorry, we're not going to use you anymore because you said you were retired. I mean, I've been using them for 25 years, helping them out with their financing and I, it just got the shaft and it was really, really just crushed my day, man. I mean, I couldn't do anything else for the rest of the day. I don't know if you've ever had a day like that where you get a, like a big disappointment. I mean, I knew I would come back, um, you know, when the t going gets tough, the tough get going and all that. Um, but it was really like deflating is a good way to put it. Even though the weather was nice and all this other stuff, it was just a bummer, you know. I mean, I thought it was just a fire that I would have to put out having been in sales forever. But um, they just did not want to do business with me. And they handed it to a competitor. So if you've ever had a sale that someone just hands to somebody else after you did all the work, is a bummer, you know. I'm trying to sell my car, but I haven't had a lot of luck on Craigslist. So if any of you guys have any ideas, just DM me. 
because um, you can't use cars.com to sell anymore. Um, the way they are now is they don't use, you can't be an independent seller and sell on cars.com. You have to have an account with them, you know? And then a lot of people are buying cars through Carvana and stuff like that. But my car is at least $2,000 less than you're going to pay for a car on Carvana. And you know that it's me, one owner, 52-year-old, drives like an old lady car. So um, whatever, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I don't really need a car this summer, which is why I'm selling it, because it's a seller's market. And uh, like I said, man... I need the cash for these kids. They're brutal, you know? Um, yeah, as far as the game goes, it's very interesting because um, the pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Quintana, is 33 years old. So they're not going to do anything with this guy. Um, he's prob- Somebody's probably going to overpay on him next year, like $10 bucks or something like that. Um, and you're going to trade him at the deadline then. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you really don't get a lot at the deadline. I can't even tell you who we got for Anderson, but I don't think it was anybody that was any good. Um, And I get it. I mean, he's a good flip guy, you know. But I haven't even really talked about him just because of that reason. I mean, you don't really, if you're flipping somebody, you usually don't get a really good prospect. Also, we have plenty of prospects on this team, and uh, you're never going to win with just prospects, which is why I want to bang my head against the wall when I see people that want to trade Bednar, a guy that is just lights out. I mean, yeah, he'll give up a run once in a while, like yesterday. I gave up a home run the other day or whatnot, but the guy is lights out, right? He's young, he's from Pittsburgh, and he has no health issues, and people want to trade him so he can do well somewhere else, and we can suck again, you know? I mean, I just don't understand why you would do that I don't understand why you would do that with Ben Gamble, who's 29 years old. He's just turning 30 in the next couple of days. Um, he's a young guy. He doesn't have a lot of, um, of wear on his tires uh, because he hasn't played all the time. You know, he's like a running back that hasn't run the ball a shit ton. And you could, you know, he could still be good at age 27 or 28 in the NFL, which is like 22 or 32, 33 in the MLB. And point being, Quintana is 33 years old. I mean, he's been really bad for the Cubs and the White Sox at times, especially the Cubs. Um, But he's put it back together, you know. You're never going to win with a team of just prospects. And if you keep trading your best players, you're never going to win. And Ben Sherrington has had eight seasons as a general manager, and seven of them he produced last place teams. So I don't have any confidence in the ability of this guy to run a franchise. But I do like that um, Suwinski hit that home run yesterday. It was a good home run at the time because it put the game away. Um, it was a two-run home run. And it put the game away against a, a very good, probably the best team in baseball. Um, he bought himself some time, which I like. Um, he had been heading towards the Mendoza line, uh, meaning like batting 190-something. And he, he kind of came back a little bit, and now he's batting 222 or something like that with the home run. But because his defense has been solid, and because I think one of the um, outfielders may have gotten banged up in the game yesterday, um, I think he bought himself some time. So we get to see a little bit more Jack Sawinski. Now, I do like Jack Sawinski. Now, he was hot before they brought him up. I think bringing up a Travis Swaggerty would not make sense. It would not send the right message because... He is batting under the Mendoza line or close to it in AAA. So you don't want to reward a guy like that by bringing them up. Um, 
O'Neill Cruz is a little different story. Um, if he gets hot for a week, even if his average is still bad, you know, you could um, you could bring him up because you know that he's a hot and cold guy and you want to bring him up while he's hot. And you know that he has the potential to be a very good player if he makes enough contact, if he gets his swing right, if his head is on straight. Um, Swaggerty doesn't really have any of that stuff. I mean, I don't see that he's even as good as Cole Tucker. Um, he's, they were both first-round picks. I guess, yeah, I mean, the only reason he's not as good as Cole Tucker is because he's been hurt all the time. Uh, neither of them have had success in their minor league career. Um, but Travis Swaggerty uh, has been injury-prone, just like the guy we signed to be a catcher who played for 25 games and then blew his knee out. So I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not supporting bringing up Travis Swaggerty today. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do it. Um, I'd be okay with bringing up Cannon Smith Nigma if you need a, an outfielder because um, he has um, batted a little better than Swaggerty in AAA. But more importantly, um, he played in the Arizona Fall League, which is a professional level league against a lot of good guys, good competition. And he hung in there. He did really well. He also beat someone up on the mound, which was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, I think that should be the move. Unless you're going to bring up a veteran outfielder um, that maybe you have as, um, you know, someone that's a little older that you have in AAA, um, I would bring up Cannon Smith Nigma if they need an outfielder. And heck, they might need an outfielder just because um, the team's thin on outfielders, the system's thin on outfielders, and um, it appeared that one of the outfielders may have gotten hurt in that game yesterday. Now, I got to be honest with you, I didn't see it. My wife wanted to watch a horror movie, then she wanted to go to bed early. We got a new kitten. She wanted, she wanted to play with the kitten and whatnot. And I was pretty beat, you know. I was like beat up. I was in bad shape because I lost that deal and it was just deflating. You know, I just wanted to go to bed and get the day over with. Um, today, the sun came up again. I'm willing to move on from that deal uh, and do some more, you know, make some more effort to get some more deals. Um, starting at Chewy uh, next month. Just trying to put a little bit more bread on the table, I guess, you know, um, only because um, things are really expensive these days, too, you know, and money goes by quickly and kids that are in college constantly need money. I mean, I don't know if my son knows what he's doing as far as uh, he thinks he has enough money next year. I know last year I had to take out a $5,000 loan and co-sign it, and that shows up on my credit which hurts my credit, which what happens when I want to finance my next used car? I'm going to have to use my wife's credit or something like that. So I don't know, man. Um, actually, I got the Kia Rio new, but new cars have gone up in price now too. So I don't know um, what I'm going to do about a car. But my wife, um, she's home for the summer. She's a public school teacher, and I could use her car for most of the summer. Um I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just pretty good at finding money. Like, I'm good at making money. I'm not worried about it. I'll figure it out. But that was just disappointing, you know. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, Suwinski and um, the man. Let me see. You know how I am with names. They go in and out. Um, come on. How could you forget this guy? Diego Castillo. There we go. I mean, I know the guy's mom, for goodness sakes. Um, Diego Castillo, I like because I like that he um, struggled a little bit, you know, and then came back and now he's hitting again. He had a couple hits yesterday, including a double. 
Um, I like that Diego Castillo has hung in there and played a good shortstop because I'm not sure that, well, O'Neill Cruz maybe. His defense hasn't been as bad as Layover Paguero. Um, if you make nine errors in, you know, he made like seven errors in his last seven games, Layover Paguero. Um, I don't see him playing shortstop. I'm not sure how much longer they're going to run him out there as a shortstop. Um, but O'Neill Cruz, I could see him playing shortstop when he gets hot. But I could also see Diego Castillo being a good shortstop for this team um, if he bats well and plays good defense. Uh, he certainly hits better than um, than uh, Kevin Newman, and we just don't know how these guys are going. These other guys are going to hit in the major leagues. I mean, if you notice, you can't build a team full of prospects because almost all the prospects that were brought up this year are struggling. From Hunter Green to um, Torkelson, I mean, just the biggest names that you could imagine, um, from Bobby Witt to um, all those other guys on Seattle that I've mentioned that aren't hitting, you know, Toro and um, I don't know, that other dude that they just need to send down because he's hitting like 130 now. Um, You can't build a team with just prospects, and I know that almost all fans love to bring up prospects before they're ready. We want to see these guys, you know. You always want to see them, but then when they get up and they don't do that good, you're not that happy about it, you know? They start making errors or they start, um, they go 0 for 20 or whatever, like Anthony Alford did. You know, you're not as happy about the guy. And that's the thing. I mean, these prospects are usually not their ceiling, you know? So, um, and it's rarely, I don't know, where do you hit your ceiling? Like 5% of the time, you know? I mean, they set, they set these crazy high ceilings on these prospect sites because they want you to read their prospect site. And we've talked about this, you know, ad nauseum. So everybody hypes up prospects, but in baseball, they're usually not as good as you think they're going to be. I mean, 95% of the time, at least, they're not as good as you think they're going to be. Um, so I'm okay with bringing up Cannon Smith Nigma. I love that Diego Castillo is still developing, um, a really hardworking kid. Came from the Dominican, didn't have a lot of money. You know, really good-looking kid. And we're actually going to talk about another young guy that we're going to see on the Pirates here soon. Um, Here is a guy that was drafted in the 25th round. He is from Pennsylvania. In fact, he was born in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And it is Johnstown Trey McGow. A left-hander, which makes it extra nice. Um, He's 24 years old, so he's not too young to bring up at this point. But he's a left-hander that went to Mount St. Mary's in Pennsylvania. That was, um, I don't know where that is in Pennsylvania, somewhere in the middle of nowhere, I think. Um, But a 24th round pick in 2019, and he's gotten outs everywhere he's gone. I mean, Trey Mago has um, 47 games in the minor leagues, 153 innings, which is not as much as you would like, but he has um, played in college and he is 24 years old. So he played a few years in college. Um, there's a lot of things to like about this guy, other than he's a left-hander. He pitches to contact, so he goes a lot of innings. His whip is 1.12. So you have a significantly lower whip than um, somebody like Mitch Keller. And this year in AAA, uh, he's got a 113 ERA and a .75 whip with eight strikeouts and eight innings. So it's not many innings, but he's pitching in, in, in Indianapolis today. 
Um, so when when you next time they need a reliever, this might be the guy that they call on, uh, especially because we haven't had a lot of luck with left-handed relievers um, that aren't named Dylan Peters this year. So you could use a second lefty in your pen. Um, but I like this guy. He's a little geeky looking, but so is Brian Reynolds. You know, uh, he's 6'3", 195. Um, so he's a pretty tall left-hander. Um, and we have seen some good tall left-handers, um, a la Randy Johnson, or a la guys that just put a lot of movement on the ball because they're throwing the ball from such a high position. Um, so I do like the idea of Trey McGow being called up. And that's what we're going to get this year, is we're going to get to see some of these young guys that were added to the 40-man roster. Um, now, Trey McGow would have to be added, but they don't mind doing that with pitchers. Um, Cannon smith Nigma, we've been excited about seeing ever since the Arizona Fall League last year. And um, Jack Sawinski, like I said, I like his defense. Um, I like that he hit that home run yesterday. And I like that he's above the Mendoza line so far. And I think he's bought himself some more time because we don't have a lot of corner outfielders. Um, ah, you saw him bring back a home run against Colin Moran, which would have been devastating because it would have been three home runs in a three-game series by ex-Pirate Colin Moran, who I was kind of teasing um, the Pirates announcers because I hate the Pirates announcers. You know, how they get so excited about Colin Moran. Like, oh, Redbeard just hit a home run. Cannonball coming. Arg, you know, he's a pirate and all this stuff. And it's like, Colin Moran hit a home run. I mean, you could say, like, on some level, I'm happy that Colin Moran is doing this because he was with our team for so long. We dumped him like an old piece of garbage. Um, we got nothing for him. So it's nice to see that he is making a career for himself especially after these guys on the Pittsburgh Pirates announcers have spent time interviewing the guy, going to dinner with the guy, getting to know the guy, and then he leaves the team and you hate him. I just don't get that, you know, which is why I just can't stand listening to Pirates announcers because they're very like um, Homer-ish, but to the point where you're actually getting sick, you know, um, like when, when ex-Pirates come by, uh, come back, and they're not cuts, you know, they're just other guys. You should still talk about, you know, how you appreciated what they did for the team. Um, even that guy that got the win in the Reds game, Connor Overton, spent a little time with the Pirates last year, you know. Um, I mean, these are human beings, you know. I don't see why you hate them as soon as they're on another team, even if it's on the most hated team, the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and especially a guy like Colin Moran, um, who was a good guy. He didn't trash the Pirates in his interview either. He said, I still have some friends on that team. I have nothing against the Pirates. I don't try harder against the Pirates. It's no more satisfying to beat the Pirates. It was just nice to see some of my old friends. That's all. You know, it's not like the guy trashed the Pirates. So I don't understand why anybody would hate on Colin Moran, even though he was injury prone uh, last year. Like, I don't see any reason to hate the guy, you know? Um, because he's a lot like Ben Gamble. You know, he's one of these mid-range guys that's just trying to make a living for his family. And I really don't understand it. And I'm interested in seeing what um, this Brown character, um, how he treats um, uh, the catcher when the Marlins come into town, you know, because they were always kissing his ass, you know. Um, and rightly so, because he was a really good catcher and he got some clutch walk-off hits, um, for the Pirates. So 
you know, when Miami comes in, I'm interested to see if they just ignore him, you know, like he's dead to them or whatever. Um, because it's just not cool, you know? I mean, fans might want to do that, but as an announcer, you know, as someone who's met these people and knows their families, it's just it's just not cool. You know, I don't understand that. I would never do that as an announcer. You know, I'd be a little bit more gracious to the guy, you know? Um, I'd still call him Redbeard. You know, why not? I mean, that was his nickname, right? I mean, you don't have to get excited about the Grand Slam, but do you have to take the guy's nickname away? I mean, it just... <clears throat> it's very weird. The Pirates are very weird. Their announcers are very weird. It's a weird organization, and it's not a very good one, you know? So I don't have a lot of trust in stuff that they do. Um, I would not... If they bring up Travis Swaggerty, it's just, you know, even if he hits, which is like a one in a thousand shot, um, you're rewarding a guy for hitting like 190 in the minor leagues, you know? It's not the right kind of precedent that you want to set for your team. And if you trade a guy like Ben Gamble, it's not a good precedent that you want to set for your team. You know, nobody works harder. No one worked harder in the offseason. Nobody improved their game as much as Ben Gamble offensively and defensively. And trading him would just be nonsense. You know, you're trading your best players away still. And are you ever expecting to win, whether it be 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, you push it back to 2030? It's never going to happen if you keep trading away your best players. I mean, at some point, I would think that um, the people on Pirates Twitter want to see this team win, even though they like to see young guys. I mean, I would think that you would still like the team to win once in a while because isn't it more fun to win than it is to lose? Because it sure seems like it. You know, when Pirates beat the Dodgers, you guys get pretty excited on Pirates Twitter. But when they do stuff to intentionally lose, like trading Ben Gamble or potentially trading Bednar, you know, or trading all the guys they traded, um, I don't understand why you get excited about that because... We didn't really get anybody back at last year's trade deadline other than Diego Castillo, you know. Um, Jack Sawinski came back in a trade, um, but you got to figure that, um, you know, who knows if these guys are going to be starters, you know. The guys you traded away, you knew were starters, and that's my point. Um, You're trading away a sure thing for a lottery ticket, you know. And we know that most of these guys aren't going to hit these huge ceilings that they're projected for on these prospect sites that people love to read. Um, They're most likely not going to reach that ceiling, you know. Um, So I don't know, man. That's just the way I feel, you know, like stop trading everybody, especially guys like Bednar and Ben Gamble, who are really busting their ass for a team that's four games under 500, you know. These are the kind of guys that you need to build your team around. Um, These are the kind of guys that are going to be good role models for guys coming up, Um, especially a guy that, you know, has a little problem with his attitude like O'Neill Cruz. Like these guys are going to set them straight. You know, they're going to keep the locker room good. You can't keep turning over your entire team every year and expecting to win. But speaking of today, you might get your second win in the series. Uh, Bryce Wilson has certainly looked improved. He's improved his ERA. His ERA is in the threes now. Um, I like this guy coming over from Atlanta when he first came over. Uh, I was disappointed with how he pitched earlier in the year, but it hasn't taken him that long to turn it around. And uh, let's see how he does against a really tough Dodger lineup because 
Um, the Pirates really did a good job against this Dodger lineup yesterday. Um, so in closing, good luck to Trey McGow. Good luck to Bryce Wilson today. And please, we're begging you, do not trade Ben Gamble and do not trade um, Bednar. I mean, don't be a jackass. At some point, you have to try to win. All right, so enjoy the day. I'm going to try to bounce back. Peace out.